Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am Jenny Scott here with my co-host with the most, Dan the Mandarin. How you doing, Dan? I am great, Jenny. I'm upright and I'm not pushing dirt, so it's a good day. There you go. I'm ready to be a squirrel today. And if you don't know oh. what that means, you need to listen to our other podcasts. <laughs> I, I, I want it to be my spirit. Jenny will assign you a spirit animal. And, I, and, and, and I've asked it to be the squirrel, but I think she's going to hold down on me now. I think the squirrel is sacred. We might have to hold on to the squirrel. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Lisa, our guest, I'm going to have her ask me later what the squirrel means and we'll, we'll break it down for you. But today we have an awesome episode. Um, we have with us um, a really important uh, lady who's done a lot of work. Um, she founded a really awesome professional network that we want to share with you guys. Um, but we have with us Miss um, Lisa Doherty. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Jenny and Dan. It's great to be here. I love ISSA and uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my story. Absolutely. And that's what a story it is. How did you get your start in fitness, Lisa? Well, you know, actually I changed careers in my 30s. I was in the securities industry, stocks and bonds. uh, And uh, my dad was battling his second cancer. And I had the opportunity to go back to school and leave an industry I wasn't really excited about, very stressful. And um, I always loved fitness, always played sports. And uh, the University of California, Irvine had a two-year fitness instructor program. And uh, with my dad battling cancer and me being interested in, you know, helping people with health challenges and taking a program that was being taught at a teaching medical university, I, I just thought it was just an awesome opportunity. And, you know, most trainers are studying online and I'm at a, you know, university immersed in medicine teaching fitness. So it was a very unusual Absolutely. circumstance. I was the last graduating class. They discontinued the program. And I wish some college would pick up, you know, uh, a program like that, maybe you guys in the future uh, to do that. Yeah. Anyways, when I graduated, uh, I wanted to help cancer survivors. And so I started whole body fitness and uh, this was before there was an internet. I don't know how old you guys are. If you remember, <laughs> I was putting old flyers, enough to remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> on carbon shields. The good old days. Uh, yeah. Back yep. in the days. And, um, I started to take a lot of uh, specialty education from a company called DSW Fitness. They're no longer in business, but they had, you know, Alzheimer's and exercise, diabetes and exercise, um, Parkinson's, fibromyalgia and so forth. And I found that I was drawing a lot of people with chronic disease and and medical conditions uh, in the Orange County area. And back then it was called special populations. And I think today healthy people are the special populations, but I was drawing in all these people. Um, I hired a few trainers to work under me because I couldn't even handle the business that I was getting. And the internet launched and I created a website, Whole Body Fitness. And back then, uh, SEO mattered. There was no WebMD or John Hopkins University. When you Googled arthritis and exercise, Whole Body Fitness came up number one in Google back in the day. 
So I was getting emails from over the United States asking, gosh, are there trainers or a facility like yours near me? You know, my daughter has type one diabetes. We live in Washington, DC. You know, my mom's a cancer survivor. We live in Seattle, Washington. Do you know of anybody? And back in the day and still today, it's not like our industry's so connected that I know Barbara in Washington, DC. And I know Barbara has a studio and does diabetes with kids that, you know, that just wasn't known. So I was fielding all these uh, emails and requests, and I saw that there was a need. These people were looking for fitness to better their health, to slow the progression of, you know, recover from cancer, and they just weren't finding help. And so uh, I said, well, you know, we need like a directory of us or something. And I actually went to IDEA and uh, spoke with them because they have a directory called Fitness Connect. And, and Dan, I'm sure you're familiar with them. Jenny, maybe. And, yeah. uh, you know, I met with Peter Davis and I said, Hey, can you update, you know, fitness connect to include, you know, chronic disease and medical conditions, you know, people need help in the United States. And that was the only directory of any trainers, you know, back in the day. And, you know, sorry to say they, they just weren't interested in updating it. It would be a, a lot of, you know, money to, you know, change all this, reach out to trainers. Plus there wasn't even a lot of trainers educated. So I'm a problem solver. Uh, always have been uh, since I was a little girl. And I went back to where I went to school and they had a, a business school there. And I knew one of the professors who taught an entrepreneurship class. And I said, you know, I want to start a database management company. You know, I'm a full-time trainer with four trainers under me. So I wasn't doing this for the money by any means. And I said, you know, can I meet with your students? I want to create a business plan to start the MedFit Network. And so it was very grassroots that I did this project. And so I met with the students and they were graded on their uh, semester with me to create a business plan for me. So I had my business plan and uh, okay, now what do I do? You know, I don't know how to do computer science software. I went back to UCI and I met with uh, the computer science department and different students. And my boyfriend's son just graduated with his MBA from uh, UCI and he was busy not doing anything with it. So he kind of <laughs> the project and the students and it took him two years to build the MedFit network because it was on their time. It was all volunteer. And, you know, when I started it, it was mostly, I was thinking of fitness, you know, personal trainers. But as I started talking to different colleagues that were massage therapists or chiropractors or dietitians, they said, well, their industries don't have any directories either. Yeah. Why can't they be on the MedFit Network? And I said, well, I already bought the name MedFit Network. So how do chiropractors, massage therapists, how do they fit in MedFit? And they're like, well, fitness is a state of being and wellness. And, you know, you can be fit mentally, fit to teach, fit to be a mom. And all of our professions, you know, are allied healthcare and we all work together. So I had to keep going back to the students and say, okay, we're going to add chiropractors now. We're going to add dietitians. We're going to add this. Um, I started talking with uh, Ursa. They said, you know, you should have clubs. So then I went back to the students. Now we have to have facilities. And, you know, I think they wanted to strangle me every time I wanted to add on. <laughs> um, so two years later, I have a database management company. Zero members, zero anything. That's how long it took. This is 2013 now. So I started to reach out to different companies. ISSA was one, uh, NASM. Uh, perform better, power systems, you name it. And I said, hey, I'm starting the MedFit Network. 
Um, I'll give you a free page of advertising. I don't have any traffic yet, but will you send an email out to all of your trainers that you educate or, or buy your fitness equipment or take your magazine? Let them know I'm starting as it's free. And if they would you know, join and create a public profile, people are looking for help. So what I learned over uh, a three-year period was everything being free wasn't going to be a long-term business model. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, even though I grew the registry to about 30,000 professionals in three years of nine different, you know, I found that there wasn't enough educated people to really serve on this network. And also there was no continued education in any of our industries. So even as a massage therapist, if you took an oncology massage class, there was no con ed. No one was creating con ed for anybody's industry, even if they learn about cancer or diabetes. So uh, early 2016, I was featured in the Huffington Post um, for creating this project, Why You Should Know Me in Medical Fitness. Uh, That got me a lot of attention uh, because I got in front of a million people with the Huffington Post. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember Polar Heart Rate Monitors reached out to me, congratulated me, sent me a, a free heart rate monitor. <laughs> I said, wow, we'd like to advertise on MedFit Network. How much does that cost? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, everything's free and I'm just trying to do One million dollars. No. <laughs> anyway, I said it was $5,000. I just pulled a number from the air. And I gave them advertising all over the website and, you know, the shop for heart rate monitors. And they were really happy about that. Nice. Uh, My dad was battling. I think he was on cancer number four now. And he kept saying, you know, one day you're going to be on 2020 or 60 minutes (laughs) creating this registry. And, you know, I would say to my dad, I don't want to be on TV. I'm really shy. You know, I just saw that we needed this. No one was doing it. And so I did it. And about a week after my dad died in 2016, I got a letter from uh, the White House, the Obama uh, family. And I was acknowledged as a champion of change finalist that year for creating this project to make, you know, exercises medicine and help people with health challenges, you know, find fitness and wellness and and so forth. So cool. Yeah. So that was very bittersweet because it came a a week after, you know, his passing and I wish it would have came a week earlier because I think that was just as good as being on TV, uh, you know, getting that. So uh, I could pause for a moment or I could tell you what I went on to do after that. No, I definitely want to hear what you did after that. First of all, dad was definitely there. He probably had a hand in it. I'm just saying. Um, But how resourceful of you, by the way, to use college students. Like I have, like that just blew my mind. I would never have thought to go and get free labor from people that need credits for something. Bright minds, bright minds. You know, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, a builder and they got to work together and be part of it. And, you know, later on when I went to do conferences, I would do my annual event at UCI because all those people wanted to come and, and see, you know, and see what, what they did, what they worked on. And they, you know, they they feel so proud that they were part of starting, you know, this project and and this movement. But so anyways, after I received the acknowledgement from the white house, again, a lot of attention um, and uh, Mayo clinic reached out to me. Uh, you know, they have five campuses and they said, wow, what a great idea. You know, people travel to Mayo Clinic, they get yeah. care, they go back home, drop off patient care. You know, if we mm-hmm. can refer to people in the MedFit network, that's great. Uh, they asked me if my website was HIPAA secure. I told them that college students built them. I think Band-Aids are holding it together. Just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, no, it's not HIPAA secure. I wasn't, you know, thinking of doing that. And uh, so, you know, United Healthcare reached out to me again, uh, very interested that there was a, a directory of. <laughs> Sorry, dog left. You're good. You're good. We can edit it out. <laughs> Someone must have knocked at the door. Uh, so anyways, um, so what I learned again was that there wasn't enough educated people. And those of us, including me, there was no continued education. Yeah. So in 2017, mid-year, I founded a separate project. Again, I'm a problem solver. <laughs> And I've been acting like a nonprofit for, you know, seven years or whatever. So I uh, started the MedFit Education Foundation. So it is a non-for-profit education uh, foundation. And what I tasked it with initially was um, a webinar. So I know everybody's doing webinars now with uh, COVID. But four years ago, I was doing weekly webinars on Alzheimer's, cancer, diabetes, sleep, genomics, gut health, CBD, whatever people were asking uh, their health practitioners and personal trainers about, you know, should I use CBD? I have no idea. You know, how much sleep should I get? I don't know. I can't lose weight because of my gut microbiome. What do you know about that? You know, I don't know. So I started the the, uh, webinar series and um, actually club industry, you know, uh, called me industry acclaimed webinar series four years ago because I was just pumping them out every week. They were free for anybody part of the network. So my goal was, regardless of whatever education they got on their own, my foundation would give them 50 hours of free education every year on all these topics so they could stay up minimally on stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, I then decided I wanted to do conferences and I started the medical fitness tour. Um, ISSA was a sponsor, I think of uh, my, uh, yep, you guys were the sponsors. Um, and I, I wanted to host them at universities throughout the United States because I think that lent to a higher um, a reputable environment for education. You know, if a medical or is at a university versus at the Sheraton, you know, in L.A. And so um, I called it the Avengers of Special Populations coming <laughs> to the city near you. And so I did eight events in two years. Um, And what was really cool about it is that we were drawing all kinds of practitioners and about 20% of our audience were doctors. And I thought that was really interesting because I was not marketing to doctors. I didn't have doctor email addresses. I didn't know. But when they heard that there was a medical fitness conference at a university in their city, it piqued their interest. Yeah. So I chose the topics and the speakers to be able to speak to anybody, to speak to a doctor, a chiropractor, a dietitian, a trainer, my mom. Yeah. I mean, who wanted to go? And so what was really cool with these events, you're sitting at a round table with an internist, a chiropractor, massage therapist, a school teacher, wanting to know if there's a future for her students in medical fitness, all at one table learning about cancer or learning about diabetes. And everyone thought it was so interesting. They've never been to an event where all of these people gathered in one place to learn. And I didn't know that that, I didn't know that was going to happen. And so anyways, I'm still running whole body fitness, you guys, with four trainers, fully booked, doing this project, doing the foundation, doing the webinars, doing the conferences. At the end of 2019, I said to my team, you know what? 
I don't want to do any more conferences in 2020. I'm burned out. I need to like just breathe for a year. And then COVID hit. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> it was very fortuitous. I had no events scheduled. And, you know, I decided, okay, so what am I going to do in 2020? So one of the things that I thought was really important, I started MedFit Professional Magazine. Uh, you guys have been part of that, ISSA, uh, uh -huh. been part of that. Thank you, Andrew Wyatt, for helping me get MedFit Professional Magazine off the ground. Uh, I got like 40,000 subscribers pretty quickly. I mean, nice. there's, there, there was no, no one producing any education in this space. Yeah. There wasn't any. It was just me. Um, so what I decided to focus on last year and this year was education. And I wanted to recreate all those courses I took 17 years ago from a company that's no longer in business and, you know, Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, Parkinson's, MS. Yeah. So in 2020, I went around trying to secure people in the fitness industry to author these courses. And I interviewed a lot of people for each topic. Um, some were... Uh, had that uh, condition, like Christine Conti, she uh, authored the arthritis course. She has rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, David Lyons has uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, he authored that course. Uh, Rick Ritchie has diabetes. Uh, mm -hmm. He's authoring the diabetes course. So I tried to find fitness professionals that maybe had the condition or a parent or something so that they had a connection to the course. I didn't want to just... Sure an empty education uh, online PowerPoint course. I wanted to have, you know, feelings. So um, we're launching 30 medical fitness courses. Uh, we'll partner with you guys and you're promoting them as well. Um, I think we have about 10 of the 30 that are done. Nice. Um, these courses were really important to me because they were being made during the pandemic to, to take into consideration the new uh new norm of fitness, like outdoor programming, virtual training, telehealth, um, yeah. all these authors, since they're creating these courses during the pandemic, are looking at what the new future of fitness is and, and talking about programming and all these environments. So they're really unique. Again, I think everything happens for a reason. Um, in this project, everything's just flowed with reason. So these courses were made during the pandemic. Also, what I thought was really two more things important is that um, they interview the people with these conditions. Okay. I want a learner, if you're going to learn about Parkinson's, I want you to meet people who have Parkinson's. I want you to hear how did they feel when they got diagnosed? Um, what are they doing to, to, to battle it? Um, you know, to, to, to stay, uh, you know, uh, we interview caregivers, um, spouses, of people with these conditions. Uh, the, uh, their healthcare team, again, I'll just stick with Parkinson's, uh, the gal interviewed a speech, uh, pathologist because they have speech issues an occupational yeah. therapist a neurologist, because if you're a trainer and you're going to work with someone with Parkinson's and they say they're going to their speech pathologist or occupational therapist, I want the trainer to know what those people do, mm -hmm. how they fit as part of the healthcare team in there. So throughout the course, you're meeting all these different people. So it's very um, engaging as far as interviews and immersive. And I, I didn't want it to be a bunch of PowerPoints. You know, back when I did, I just read a book and took an exam and I, I just, yeah. I, I didn't want that. And then also with all these courses, there's a business component because um, I'm sure we all know, I hate to say it, the average trainer lasts about two years. Uh, yep. Truth. 
they don't succeed in business. Uh, they don't know how to mm -hmm. run a business. I was very fortunate because I found a niche that mm -hmm. was really serving. Uh, to this day, there's still, this is the blue ocean. It really is. Yeah. Uh, there's a strong business component in all these. How do you market to these people? Where do you go? You know, um, what do you say online? How do you write to them? How, how do you meet them? How do you communicate with them? Because they're looking for your help. There's not many people helping people with Parkinson's, for example. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to like stand out in your community as a hero, you know, doing something like that. So um, we're doing courses. We're partnering with you guys on that. Um, so that's, I could tell you about the future of MedFit, but I'm going to stop right there. And so that's the network and that's the foundation. And we invite trainers uh, at ISSA that have done any coursework, like your genomics, your health coach, um, you have a therapy one. They should be yeah. joining network network getting a public profile page we want people to find you people are always coming here increase your education in this space so that you can expand your scope of services and programs that you offer and really make a difference in your community you know past this pandemic we're still facing chronic disease obesity opioid absolutely health crisis. that's that's our future i mean that's a yeah and Dan and I are always telling people you have to continue your education. And my favorite part, I think, Lisa, about what you're doing is that it's education, not just for fitness professionals, but it's for everybody Yeah. because um, yeah. that's what's needed. We need to educate the public. But like you said, there's not enough people out there doing it. Um, and I love that you did webinars for your, your education in the beginning. And you still do because like, for example, my mom, she's 74 years old. Don't tell her I told you that. Um, but she goes to the local hospital right around the, the corner from her house, um, like once every three weeks, I think it is. And they do community sessions for this, where they talk to people about diabetes. They talk to people about their diagnoses from when they were in the hospital or seeing a physician at the hospital. They refer them to these community classes. And my mom used to be a teacher, so she's phenomenal at it. But she sits in a classroom with these people and teaches them, like, here's how you take care of yourself. Here's right. the things that you should know about your condition. Here's how it's going to affect you potentially. Um, but it's, it's such a small, you know, little universe. Cause it's just the people that go to that specific hospital, exactly. um, or that get referred to it and a webinar would reach so many more people. So if people out there are interested and they're taking this kind of education, you mentioned Mayo clinic, I live in, um, Phoenix. There's one up in North, uh, North Scottsdale, North Phoenix. Yeah. Yep. And of course, a lot of these hospitals, there's so many hospitals in every major city. I'm sure if you walked in and talked to them and said, Hey, I want to teach courses here about this condition, this condition, this condition, they'd probably be like, Oh yes, please. <laughs> right. Talk about making your own niche. Yeah. 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 Or if you said, Hey, I do continuum of care. When your patient leaves the hospital, trust me, they don't want them to come back. They want yeah. to, they want to keep them out of the hospital. So that education, yeah. or if they could refer to a trainer that they know knows about osteoporosis, arthritis, cancer, diabetes, whatever, they're going to love to refer to that trainer. They don't want them back in the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Their end goal is to help that person yep. become better and, and not have to come back for care. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, it is a bummer that no other universities or colleges that you know of offer coursework on this. Cause this is not something that you can just Google and learn about. Like yeah. there's so much more nuance to it. So your courses I'm sure are super comprehensive and give people more information, the deeper stuff. Like you said, who do they see when they're, they have these conditions, how yeah. do their caretakers or their spouses or their significant others or kids, how does it affect the people around them? Exactly. Right. There's so much more to it. Yeah. We're actually talking with different universities because to this day, they're still teaching college kids how to work with generally healthy people. Yeah. 
That's and what is, like you said, healthy is the minority now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a population. It is. Mm-hmm. What's up, everybody? It's time for another ISSA rapid review. Irene G had this to say about the certified personal training course. I am so happy I took this route for my CPT course. It was very informative, and I love the breakdown of the science and the biomechanics and kinesiology, since this is my passion in the career that I have. Thanks to those who helped me choose this course. Well, thank you, Irene. This has been, it's just a fascinating journey, and kudos to you, Lisa, for all the work you've done and and all, all the people you've helped. You, you mentioned something where you said it's a blue ocean out there. So for the, the listeners out there and, you know, the, the, the ISSA trainers who are, uh, you know, sharpening their saw, they're adding, like you said, genomics classes, exercise therapy classes, et cetera, to kind of specialize. What kind of advice would you have to them being that you did exactly this? And that is you stepped out of the traditional one-on-one personal training model and built a business in a, in a very unique space. What, what advice would you have for those folks that think that that might be a good fit for them? Well, um, you know, definitely education is probably the most important thing that I gave myself. And I invested, uh, and it was an investment uh, to, to, to do all that education courses. But, you know, to me, I'm a business person. And so to me, it was it made, I took things that helped me grow my business. So anything that's going to you know translate into business, I think a lot of trainers look for cheap CECs or what's of personal yeah. interest to them, and you know what, that's not going to help them grow their business. And when you're someone um, that became really good at what they did, which was me, medical fitness years ago, my book got filled, and I had to keep overflowing to other trainers. Like I said, I had four trainers under me to where I could step back, and all four of them were working, and I'm doing all that community outreach you know, mm-hmm. to the hospital, to uh, senior care centers, um, or, you know, uh, communities, uh, drug and alcohol recovery, um, we've serviced those, um, you know, people that check into those, may hate to say it, have money, they're checking into the Golden Hills Retreat Recovery Program, yeah. you know, and if you're going in there and educating them about fitness and wellness, and creating a bond with them while they're in there. I had contracts with different drug and alcohol recovery centers. When they check out, they want to work with you and their team. You've already built trust with them when they were in a vulnerable place in their life. Um, so, I mean, I hate to say it, but that, that's a great um, market to service. I think drug and alcohol is up 60% since- Oh, I can imagine. Um, and so we actually have a drug and alcohol recovery um, uh, fitness specialist uh, course. And that's a great niche if you could service and go in and, and educate people when they're in there, whether it's, you know, talks to the group or uh, group fitness or one-on-one training. And those people are going to check out and be loyal customers to you and your team as an example. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're making a really great point though. And then don't feel bad about saying like you're, you're targeting people that have the money to pay for your services, what you've, the education that you've done costs money, your time costs money, right? So we are worth something as trainers. And a lot of people make the mistake as you talk about being a good business person. That's why a lot of people don't succeed. Cause they're like, Oh, I feel bad. I'm only going to charge $20 an hour. Can you live on $20 an hour? She lives at least lives in California. No, you can't <laughs> live on $20 an hour. She, right. She's on the beach right now. You, you'd be living in a cardboard box. <laughs> you know what? So you have to be realistic. Yeah. So when I looked at my avatar, okay, Mm -hmm. my avatar had to make at least $75,000 a year. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, they had to have, you know, arthritis, joint replacement, cancer, whatever. So that was my niche. Uh, their age didn't matter, but their income mattered. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I'm a payment to somebody. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm six, nine, depending on how many times a week I'm six, $900 a month to somebody. So I'm a car. Yeah. So I look for people. And if you want to work 40 hours a week as a trainer, which I mean, I worked 40 plus hours back in the day, yeah. that's a lot of time on your feet. Um, you know, and people train twice a week, you need 20 people. Okay. 20 people that make $75,000. So when I first became a trainer, you know, day one, I put on the wall 20 piece of yep. uh, by 11 paper, 20. And when I got my first client, tore off 19 and so forth. And when I took that one off, I got my book full. So nice. I, that was my focus is I need 20, I need 19. And you just, and there's 3 million people in Orange County. I just yep. need 20, 20 people. Oh, that's the best way to think about it. Right. How many people are in your area? Even in like a three block radius of you. <laughs> hey, Thousands. It's 20. Okay. If you're going to work twice a week, which is probably acceptable. That's all you need. Yeah. So to me as a business person, putting 20 on the wall, that seemed like an easy goal. 20. Absolutely. I need it. Yeah. And then people out there who look at something like that and they're like, Oh, I still feel bad. But if you think about it, um, I have clients that pay me a thousand dollars a month as well. Um, mm-hmm. But if, it's worth that to them to live a little bit longer and live healthier and have longevity, but enjoy their life and right. be pain-free, live with their condition, whatever it may be. It's worth that to a lot of people. And if they could find somebody to literally give me your, like, I'm giving you money, like help yeah. me, you know, yeah. there's people, like you said, the people that are reaching out to you, they're, they're literally throwing money at people. Like help yeah, me. I had to keep hiring so, trainers because all they needed was 20. And that next person yep. they needed was 20. And pretty soon, all of us together, that's 100 people. That's still 100 out of 3 million people in Orange County. Our books were full. Yeah. If you focus on that, and that's your goal, and stay clear, this is my target. This is what I want. This is what they need to make. That's, that's how I built my book. And within three years, I was making $150,000 a year. Long time ago. So, you know, in today's yeah. dollars, I don't even know what that would be. But it's, I just stayed focused. That was my goal. Absolutely. I, I love this, Lisa, because this is two birds with one stone. And I feel like so many people out there need to hear it. You have such a passion for helping people with chronic health conditions. And these people, like you said, they are the majority now. They need help. But in the end, you're also taking care of yourself, right? She, you guys can't see her. She's in phenomenal shape. Beautiful lady. Like you obviously take care of yourself, right? So it's not like you've gone to the wayside just to help other people, but you're, you're taking care of your needs as well in while you're helping other people. It can be done and successful professionals that last more than those average two years do just that. You have I've to. Been here for 23 years, I nice. strength train three times a week. I run five miles every day. <laughs> I, get, I get eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. I run a foundation. I run a network and I'm a personal trainer. And I'm not under any stress. I work hard. I work hard and I surround myself with good people that uh, empower me and we empower each other. And that's that really, that's the secret sauce. Absolutely. Oh, round of applause for you, Lisa. Like you are speaking my language right now. Like literally if I could shake every new trainer out there by the shoulders and be like, listen, this is exactly what they need to hear. Cause so many people are just like, you started off where you were working 40 plus hours a week. I did it too. 
in the gyms, you're working 50, 60 hours a week and you never sleep. You're exhausted all the time. Two, two years of that was enough for me. And I was like, how can I work less, make more and help more people? Right. So you and find a way to do that. I did that. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. So cool. Uh, Lisa, this has been fascinating. And I think it's important that our listeners uh, be able to learn more about your foundation, your program, um, uh, how to learn from you, how to sharpen their saws. So can you share with our listeners the best ways to connect with you, to connect with your business, to learn from you? Yeah. How can they get on the MedFit MedFit Network? Uh, So uh, medfitnetwork.org is the website. And you'll see it's for professionals and consumers. So, uh, cause we get a lot of consumer traffic looking for you, <laughs> the trainer. Um, so there's a, um, a join page, join now. Um, and uh, so we want you to join, be part of this. I mean, I wanted to be part of something and there was nothing in this space for me to be a part of. So MedFit Network, um, MedFit Classroom is where we're producing the webinars and they're free if you're part of this network. So you're gonna get, free education, being part of the network as well. I mean, I want you to stay up to date on stuff and that's where the courses are. And I know you guys have a page on your uh, website about MedFit Classroom and MedFit Network as well. Uh, You can reach me at lisa at medfitnetwork.org. And I'm always happy to give any advice that I can give or perspective. And I'm going to tell you like I see it. So know that. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Great Thank opportunity, so guys. Make sure you guys connect with her, get on that network, um, start growing your business, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we know, you know, there's 300 million people, $86 trillion uh, are spent on, uh, you know, healthcare and, and so forth. And, and we can make a difference in our industry. I mean, if every trainer joined this space, there's still not enough of us to solve our healthcare, you know, problems. So please, you know, get this education, get on this network. This is the blue ocean. Um, for you working. This is the future of fitness. Absolutely. Where do you see MedFit going in the future? Uh, Well, I would like to see medically necessary exercise prescriptions for trainers. Exercise is medicine. uh, Yep. So I'm going to be launching MedFit Care uh, probably in 2022, where I have a couple um, sports medicine doctors that will be writing medically necessary exercise prescriptions. That means that people part of the MedFit network, their clients can get a prescription. They could use HSA, FSA dollars to um, uh, pay for personal training. Oh, that's um, clutch. A medically necessary exercise prescription. Can't be lose weight. Sure. And then also too, that they'll be able to write personal training off on their income taxes under a medical expense. Oh, that's going to be so clutch for a lot of people. That's huge. Yep. Huge. So that's Great where job. this project's going to go next is MedFit Care. Nice. So that's like, if like some my neighbor needed like exercise, I could send them to this network, MedFit Care, and they could get the prescription that they need to be able to get this through insurance. It's not going to be insurance. Oh, not insurance, just HSA. Yeah. Right now, insurance in order for insurance would have to become a licensed industry like chiropractors and dietitians. I don't see us being being licensed in my lifetime. I'm not going to do that battle. But what we can can do is they can use HSA and FSA dollars if it's a medically necessary exercise prescription, and they could write it off under medical expenses um, if it's medically necessary and 7.5% of their adjusted gross income. And to your point, who is affording us? It's people that make 75,000 a year plus 
and I'm $10,000 a year. And if they could write $10,000 off on their income taxes because of training, yep. fee, because they have a medically necessary exercise prescription, my clients are going to like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. It works out perfectly. Yeah, and for the listeners out there, HSA is a health savings account, yes. which is something that uh, anybody can open regardless of the insurance policy or plan you have or don't have. Um, but it's something you can open. It's a great way to divert some money, uh, save on some taxes. And then as you, as you can see uh, in the near future here, be able to pay for and write off uh, exercise prescriptions. Yep. I'm a problem. Very cool. That's the next problem I'm going to solve. <laughs> right. I know you've done a great job. You've definitely made a dent, Lisa. This is awesome. Well, thank you, Jenny and Dan, for letting me share my story um, with ISSA, you know, pros. And I would love to see more of them as part of this network and in this space. You know, medical fitness. This is the future. It's, it's now. Absolutely. Not even the future. It's now. <laughs> more than ever. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have to talk coming up here, maybe about some workshop opportunities and stuff, because I know people are itching to get back into like live events and stuff too. So yeah, let's see what we can't figure out. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Uh, well, thank you guys. And I wish you a wonderful afternoon. And again, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Dan, any last words for our listeners today? Specialize. Specialize. If, if you're paying attention the last 30 minutes, um, think outside the box. Yep. On your niche, do something special and you'll help more people. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Expand. Keep learning, guys. That's all you got to do. Um, so with that, guys, we bid you adieu. And as always, we remind you to make good choices. We will be talking to you soon. Yeah.